You're listening to Titans of the Trades. I'm your host, Ryan England, author of Hire Better People Faster and creator of the Corfit Hiring System, a proven process to help growing companies attract and retain only the best. I'm on a mission to revolutionize the perception of the trades and elevate it to new heights. After growing up in a blue collar family, my passion for making the trades cool again runs deep. If you're a Titan in the industry and want to be on my show, stick around until the end and I'll reveal how you can be my next guest. Oh yeah. The whole team will do it. They'll all send me a text personally and say, Hey, is everything okay? Like I remember vividly in 2020, December of 2020, my grandfather passed away and I just sent a red, red dot and said, Hey, pops passed away. Mentally, I probably won't be available for the rest of the day. And immediately, like the whole team, one after the other, just called one by one and just to check on me and everything. And so that's kind of the culture that we built up with that. And they all know that it's a bot. They all 100% know that it's a bot. But I still check it every time. And they know that I'm going to check it. Mm. It's just a, a way to check in on everybody and make sure that they all know that I'm checking in on them constantly. So it's kind of a retention tool that we use because we're... 100% remote. There is so much talk right now about automation and AI and how it's going to change the world and take jobs and everything else. Today's guest is an expert. In fact, he told me before we recorded this show that it's what he's been doing a lot of. He's been doing a lot of talking about this because in his business, he owns an HVAC company completely virtual. They don't even have a shop. And he's found that automation and even some AI is important in keeping him engaged with his team and making sure that everybody is on the same page. Tersh Blissett is the founder of Service Business Mastery. It's a podcast and a learning platform for contractors to discover ways to better grow their business. And he's my guest today, and I cannot wait to dig in. I want to welcome to the show, Tersh Blissett. Tersh, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. I'm excited to have you back. It's been a while since we've had a chance to catch up. And uh, it sounds like you have been working on some really cool stuff in the industry. Automation, AI, it's all the buzz now. Yeah, AI is going to change the world and take over jobs and all that other stuff. And you've got an HVAC company and you've been in the industry for a long time. You've got a podcast helping service business owners really streamline their business and, and really make things go well for them. We were talking about automation AI. I'd love to know what is happening in that space. What are you seeing and what can our listeners be on the lookout for? Man, first off, thank you so much for inviting me back. Apparently, I didn't do a terrible enough job the first time. So we'll work on it this time. (laughs) No, I really, I am guilty of uh, chasing that shiny object. I have shiny object syndrome, Mm -hmm. uh, admittedly, and, and it's not a great thing. I just recognize that about myself. But one thing that I haven't, I guess I found AI and it has so many different things that are coming out that I, I don't lose attention, my attention when it comes to AI and the trades, like I do with some other things. Like I actually have two HVAC companies and two plumbing companies and and an electrical company and they're in the same market. They compete against each other. And so there's a lot that I AB test between the two of them. And uh, it's kind of a weird dynamic because TriStar is is very much a high volume, low margin company. So we do Section Eight property management companies, that type type of thing. And then Service Emperor is the opposite, where it's um, lower volume, higher margin. 
And so there's certain things that you can't do with that company that you can do with TriStar. Um, so I'm, I'm able to test out mm. things a lot. And uh, the AI mm. and automation side of things, it allowed me to automation I've been doing for years and years and years using Zapier and different CRMs. And I'm able to not have to hire quite as many office people. I'm not going to say that I have, I, I'm able to replace office staff by using AI or automation, yeah. but uh, I have the ability to not necessarily need to hire quite as many people to do task uh, because I'm able to do use automation and, and now AI. So it's really cool. And now we're at the point to where we're teaching other people how to do it, which is kind of weird because I, I thought it was just going to be a side hobby. And now it's become such a passion that we're talking about it at, at, as a keynote at, at Service World Expo. So it's weird. That is so cool. And I, you know, I, I caught something that you said there and I, I know that people, we, we talk about AI, we hear about automation, automation, AI has been around for decades. Like yeah. it's just only recently gotten available to everybody mm -hmm. and, and the media has done a really good job of making sure that everybody knows about it. But you said something that I caught that automation is on the office side mm -hmm. of things. You're able to hire less people in the office so they can focus more on things probably like customer service and nurturing the customer and having those difficult conversations, those kinds of things. What's happening on the technician side? Is automation AI out there to replace them? Are you hiring less technicians because of automation and AI? No, we'll <laughs> never replace the hands-on aspect of a technician and having that, that person and that person's personality going into the home of the homeowner and having that conversation with them and figuring out the technical side of things. Like we can, we have programs out there that can look at what you're looking at and show me exactly what you're doing. So then I can say, all right, test this lead to that and have tech support doing the same thing. Uh, there's, tons of programs out there where you can put on like smart glasses and view exactly what the technician's doing. As long as you have good enough signal, those things take a ton of bandwidth. But if you, if you have good mm. enough signal, you can see what the technician is doing and walk them right through all the steps. There are platforms out there that friends of ours, we talked about before the show, they have chat support via AI that you can literally ask the AI agent i wouldn't call them a bot because they're more than a bot questions and they will give you the answer there's uh other platforms out there that will actually teach you the right answer it doesn't just give you the answer but it teaches you how to know the answer so that in the future you don't have to worry about having to ask the same question over and over again and one of the things that that those do is freeze up your senior technicians from having to answer questions from junior techs all day long and they can concentrate on doing what they do best and that's closing leads and selling to your customers, you know, instead of being distracted constantly by junior technicians and answering their questions. I think that's an interesting distinction there with what these, these customer support bots, if you will, are doing to help the technicians in the field because we've talked about the labor shortage. Like we all know there's a labor shortage and it's not that there's a shortage of labor. It's just, there is a shortage of skilled labor. Mm -hmm. The days of being able to say, Hey, I need five technicians with five plus years experience who all want to work here and do it for my pay. And those days are gone. And so the labor that we're seeing now is the new generation, the 
kids, if you will, that are coming into the industry that have a lot to learn. And we can either take them and put them in, pay them a salary to ride along with a senior technician who by definition will get slowed down. Absolutely. Or we can get them the training and the skills they need through some of these automation and AI tools so they can be supported in the field. And then your senior techs can focus mm-hmm. on the selling and the the repeat business and those kinds of things. That's a, Yeah, that's exactly right. You literally are going to be covering the overhead of that junior technician learning by allowing that senior technician to keep doing what they do best. And you don't have to worry about now we're going to just lose money for two months while this junior guy rides around with a senior technician and the senior technician gets bogged down with a bunch of questions. And I love a junior technician to ask questions as long as it's not the same question over and over again. That's kind of irritating. <laughs> Agreed. But yeah. I don't like a technician who is just like, okay, okay. All right. I, I 100%, I was the guy that said, but why? Like, but why is it that way? Mm. But why does it do that? And so when I hear a technician do that, then instantly I'm like, all right, this is going to be a good technician. As long as they're actually absorbing everything that they're asking. I love technicians that ask questions. So this, these apps and these programs, they're perfect for that because every time you have a question, it's going to answer it. And depending on what you're using, there's some that are going to answer it with teaching and they're going to you know, show you exactly how to know what you're asking know the answer to what you're asking. And it's not just because I told you so it's, well, let's work through this and let me show you exactly why this is the answer. Yeah. I think that training and onboarding people and all that does require some nurturing. And so what we're allowing this to happen is that we can still nurture these guys without having to repeat the stuff that a bot can train them or that they can go learn on their own. And we were talking about some of the companies out there that are doing some of these bots and some of the learning programs that are out there. And there's just so much stuff that's happening in this space. And it's relatively inexpensive to do these things too, is what I understand. Oh, is that yeah. correct? Oh, yeah. $25 a tech per, per <laughs> month at the most. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then one of them is free if you're using their platform. Can I say what they are? Yeah. I mean, if you want to promote somebody, go for it. <laughs> so I, I promote these companies all the time because they're friends of mine and I, I love their product. So blue on, love it. Uh, so if you go to blue on.ai, you can beta test it until it's out and it's free right now, hundred percent free. It's a, an AI chat bot. It's called the master mechanic and they will answer questions. Uh, it, the limitation with this platform is that you have to know how to ask questions you don't have to be a prompt engineer, which is the person who comes up with the with like the ultimate way of asking a question. Sure. But what you do need to do is be able to still ask a question in kind of an I don't want to say an educated way because that's not what I mean, but almost in a prompt engineering way in order to get the answer because the way you word your question will influence the way you get the answer. So uh, I don't know if that makes some sure. percent sense to everybody, but if you've ever used chat GPT and you've asked it a question and then you ask the same question a different way and you get a completely different answer, you'll understand what I mean by that. Uh, and it's very much that way with this program, but it's, it's learning. It's still in beta. Now it, it's, it is changing and, and updating constantly. And so it's a really cool program. The other program is interplay learning. It's $25 a month to have, the whole program. And this is just part of the program. So 
you ask it the question and then it's already a teaching platform. So it's got tons of teaching modules in it and it'll reverse you back to one of the teaching modules. Or if you don't have time, like if you're on a job site and you're asking Sam, which is the the one for interplay learning, uh, a question, then it'll just tell you like, this is how you figure out the answer. Now let's work through it to figure out the correct answer to your question. So both of those platforms are really awesome platforms that I play with constantly. And for those of you listening right now going, hey, I want to know more about Blue On and I want to know more about Interplay. We've had Ken with Interplay on the show in the past, but you're going to introduce me to Brian, who's going to even be able to crack that open a little bit more. And um, hopefully we can get Peter on the show too from Blue On and and we can really share that stuff as well. So uh, just so everybody knows, if if you're listening to this, you're like, hey, I want to know more about those platforms. Tersh is going to hook me up and we're going to get those people on the show. And so we can learn more about those platforms. And the cool thing that I've seen with some of these platforms too, is a lot of them started in the skilled trades, HVAC, electrical, plumbing, and they're, they're slowly starting to branch out because we do a lot of work with subcontractors in the construction space. And they're all thinking, well, how do we teach them? And we're starting to see some of these people going, Hey, there, there's new opportunities here. Yeah. Interplay. The, one of the really cool things about interplay learning is they have tons of different things. So like multi-housing, new construction, uh, like condos, building condos, uh, safety. They have a whole modules on nothing but safety in the construction. That's a yeah, big one. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. great. It's it's so neat. And I mean, and that's just the learning side of things. And then, and that's the, where AI can help with training the next generation of workers, which we all know is a challenge. And mm-hmm. all the studies say that that's the number one thing that is lacking right now in the workplace is structured training, helping people take their skill set or their career to the next level. And these platforms that are all built on AI, which I imagine gets the cost down, makes them very affordable, is able to help you with training the future workforce. But then there's the automation side of it too. Because we work with, we probably have a lot of people listening right now that are smaller entrepreneurs. You know, maybe they've only got a dozen trucks on the road or something and the owner is constantly being pulled back in or constantly dealing with the fact that things are getting missed. And there's that automation side of it, which I'm sure AI has to play with, but but there's that automation that's happening too. And you'd mentioned Zapier, but there's probably other things out there happening right now. Tons of things. Like if you use, if this, then that, that's another very simple mm-hmm. to use. One of the big things for us is every time there's a five-star review generated and we use Slack for internal communication within our team. Mm-hmm. Anytime we get a five-star review, Zapier automatically gets that information and puts it straight into Slack and says, congratulations to the technician that generated this five-star review. And it sends it as if it's me. So it's not, and it's not always the same message because it goes into chat GPT, which generates a message. And so That's it's a little cool. bit different every time. So some of the guys know that it's a bot or it's, it's automated, <laughs> but then others, they don't know it. But then even after Zapier sends that information into Slack, you know, congratulating them, great job to, you know, JJ for getting this five-star review with this client, their name, it pulls the data from the review. Then I'll go in there myself and be like, you know, great job, give it up to them. And it announces it to the whole team. So it gives it an all channel tag. So then it announces it to everybody. Little things like that, that engagement. Another thing that we automate is a check-in three times a day. And the first one is at at 7.30, I want to say. And then the other two are kind of randomized in times. And they they all they have to do is send a green little emoji, dot, yellow, or red. And green says, I'm good to go, ready to rock and roll. And they can You can do a two green, which means you're super green, which means I'm mm. on top of the world, ready to go. 
ready to rock and roll. Contrary to the super green, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, 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 right. Just to work there. Exactly. But, <laughs> and then there's yellow, which means I'm stuck. I'm, 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 at, I'm in a funk right now. Like I, I might be stuck on a job. I can't get through it or I'm starting to get frustrated or whatever. And if there's ever a yellow, they all know that I'll stop whatever I'm doing and I'll text them and say, Hey, are you okay? You, you need anything from me? Then there's red, which means I'm done. I'm ready to quit for the day. I'm ready to like, I'm just spent, whatever the case may be. And they all know that no matter what, if they send a red, I'll stop whatever I'm doing. Like if I got a red right now, I'd have to pause our recording and make a phone call with them and say, wow. Hey, what can I do to help? And so they all know red is their go-to, like I need a help, helping hand type thing. So that gets sent out three times a day. And the reason the first one is always first thing in the morning before they start the day, I want to know how they're coming into the day. Like I want to know how their day starting. Like I'm not a morning person. So uh, if they were asking me and I always try to engage as well so that they know how, how my day is going as well. But uh, it, it, there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of a yellow this morning because I'm not feeling it because I stayed up too late last night. So who picks up the phone and calls you? Yeah. Oh, they do it all the time. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. The whole team will do it. They'll, wow. they'll all send me a text personally and say, hey, is, is everything okay? Uh, like I remember vividly in 2020, December of 2020, my grandfather passed away and I just sent a red, red dot and said, hey, Pop's passed away. I'm just mentally i probably won't be available for the rest of the day and immediately like the whole team one after the other just called one by one and just to check on me and everything and so that's kind of the culture that we built up with that and they all know that it's a bot they all 100 percent know that it's a bot but i still check it every time and they know that i'm going to check it mm. it's just a, a way to check in on everybody and make sure that they all know that i'm checking in on them constantly so it's kind of a retention tool and that we use because we're a hundred percent remote. So we don't see each other very often, like in, in person. Yeah. Uh, we see each other on zoom yeah. constantly, but not, not in person. And that's one of the ways for me to keep a pulse on, on everybody every day. And that's completely automated. Like I've said it a long time ago and I haven't messed with it again since then. Love that. You know, in the, the book that I just had come out, we talk about automation mm -hmm. and, and the things that you should be automating. And there's two things you need to automate. You need to automate things that are important, which just sounds like you did. You also need to automate the things that are predictable. People are going to have a bad day. We can predict that people are going to have a bad day. So you've automated that check-in just so that it happens because when you're having a bad day, the last thing you want to do is forget. And then they think, oh, well, he didn't care today. It's like, no, I care enough that I'm willing to automate this. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's something that I thought was really cool. And I'd love to know a little bit more about that. You had said that you have built a company culture where – Maybe you didn't use the exact words, but what I heard was that everybody cares about everybody else. Like that is, that is cool. It's tough, especially like I had someone on our team that was a great worker. They brought in a lot of money, mm -hmm. but they were a culture killer. And what it was the toughest thing was the fact that they killed the culture without me being around as far as because we're remote, they interacted with each other as technicians a lot. And they were ruining things without, like when I was around, they were a great person to be around, perfect personality. But the moment that I wasn't around, it was just negative, everything, negative Nancy, like this could be done different, like blah, 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 never gave me that same feedback. And so it was just, everything was negative. And 
it, it took me a long time to, I mean, I say a long time, like six months to learn because they were also the senior person at that time too. And mm. so nobody else wanted to be the narc that told on that person. And so it yeah. was like, golly, like we're going through technicians that I know are great people. And like on their exit interview, they were like, I don't know. You just need to check the culture, check my culture. Like I, three times a day, I'm checking the culture. And they're like, yeah, but you got somebody that's green, no matter what color they are. And I'm like, I don't even understand what that means. And they said, well, you'll figure it out. I remember that conversation with somebody as they exited. And I was like, I'll figure that wow. out. And, and then I, I did, I found out like the reason he said that person said that was bit because he told everybody that all the time behind my back, I guess, like I'm green, no matter what, what color I am. So like every day he'd put in green all day long, but knowing he's yellow or red. And I was like, these are not there to, to pacify me. Like this is there for me to check in with you and to make sure you're okay. And it wasn't like, as soon as I figured that part of it out, we, we, you know, parted ways so he could have better, better luck somewhere else, have better opportunities to somewhere more suited to him. But it was like, I didn't realize how bad it hurt things, but it really did. It took probably a year to recover from that. We're just now getting to where we recover from that, that whole wow. bad apple. And that's one of the hardest things about being remote is you have, you got to keep your pulse on everybody. And if you're not, if you, if you just lax off a little bit, then it's easy for it to turn South. Well, it, you're in an industry though, that, and I, I just want to be clear, like you don't even have a shop. Like you are fully virtual remote. And I'm sure that some people hear that and they're like, oh, they were thinking I'm remote. I got technicians behind the windshield all day. That's not what you're talking about. <laughs> but I do think that in the industry, I mean, you look at services, like, you know, field services, home services, commercial services, they're all, there's all a, a portion of your workforce that is remote behind the windshield at the customer's site. Construction, we do a lot of work with construction companies. They are remote. You know, people are out at the job site. So there is a, an element of remote. How do you, and, and I know we're getting off automation AI for a second, but I really am curious. Yeah. Like what's one tip you can give us? Like what's the one thing that you found has been the thing that kind of cracked it open for you so that you could attract and hire the kind of people that do care, that are willing to say, hey, I'm a yellow and I trust that I can say that and people will take care of me. Or you can trust enough to say I'm a red and people won't look at you as, oh, well, he's worthless today. I'm going to leave him alone. Like they actually invested in taking time out of their day to reach out to you and make sure you're okay. Like that's unique. Yeah, I think it, I think it's two parts and it didn't come overnight for me. So if anybody's listened to this and want to implement the same exact process, just take my word for this. I never respond inside of the chat publicly because that chat's public chat for everybody. So I never respond to somebody who is a yellow or red inside there other than I'll, I'll say, Hey, I just sent, sent you a text. That way everybody knows that I sent a text, but they don't know what I said in the text. Yeah. And, and so and speed, speed to the lead, speed to that response. So mm. the moment they send that yellow, like I'd, I'd want to send it, the response back instantly. Consistency, the consistency of the automation, but then the consistency of responding to them and knowing that one of the biggest things for that one guy that was green all the time was he didn't want his business out there that when he exited, that was his thing. 
And even though I told him I never would share anything publicly, he was like, yeah, but I didn't believe it. And I was like, I'm sorry that that's Mm -hmm. the case. And so proving that to everyone constantly, if anybody was yellow, the only way that they would eventually trust me fully was for me to be vulnerable in myself and putting when I was yellow or when I was red. And whenever I was yellow and the first person started texting me and I explained to them what was going on, I knew that they were going to go back and tell everyone else that, which was fine with me. But the fact that when I, they asked me, I gave them an honest answer as to why I was yellow. Mm. And then they went back and told everyone else and everybody's like, oh, okay, well, that wasn't that bad. He just was, he's just in a funk right now. And I was like, yeah, but still reach out to me, you know, for anything else that you need. Like, that's the biggest thing. So them being able to trust that I would follow the process, I would be vulnerable. Even I I was vulnerable, just like I wanted them to be vulnerable. And I would never share anything publicly than the speed to actually interacting with them and reaching out to them. That's those are really the biggest things. And, And having that very open communication with everyone that I'm not going to share this with anyone else. I, I'm not going to respond to on here, like what's going on with you. Like they're in the morning time. It's not uncommon to get some yellows from individuals that just aren't morning people. And I'll shoot them a text like, Hey man, everything. All right. But yeah, I just had a bad night. Didn't sleep very well. Like, all right, dude, Mm. if you need me, holler at me, you know, I'm here. And like, it's, having that it develops a relationship even though we're not sitting there talking to each other like last weekend this past weekend we had an event in savannah in the squares uh, it's called wagaween and our team our whole team was invited to come to this event as well and they all showed up and it's like wow like you're not getting paid to be here we're just hanging out together and they're like yeah and they'd like one guy brought his kids and uh he, had, he has like a seven month old and i'm like i'm walking around the squares carrying the seven month old and it's like, I wouldn't say that we are family because there's family members I haven't talked to in 10 years. I, I'd say we're mm-hmm. very close friends who understand that there are boundaries with work and we all respect it. So, like, it's it's tough to say we're a family because yeah, I, I don't necessarily like all of my family. So that's not a great thing. <laughs> But we get the family conversation a lot around values and you know how you describe yourself in the business. So I totally get it. Yeah. But I love that friends with boundaries yeah. concept. Mm-hmm. What I heard is if you really want your team to engage at the level you're talking about, you've got to do two things. Number one, you have to be consistent with the check-ins. You've got to be consistent in whatever you say you're going to do, which you've automated a portion of that. But then portion, the yellows and the reds, you have, you haven't automated. You just know I have to be consistent because that's when people start to trust. But then I think the other thing you said that I really liked was you have to be vulnerable yourself. You have to be willing to put it out there yourself when you're a yellow or a red and share it with the team and, and be receptive when they reach out and, and have those conversations and that will build trust further. And, and really once you've built that trust, that's when you get what you've got, which is amazing. And I get why it takes some time, but that, that consistency and that vulnerability is just, I mean, that's the secret sauce from what I yeah, just heard. Is, it is, did I get yeah, that yeah, right? hundred yeah, percent. And that, that's, that's the truth when it comes to that. It's funny because when you, when you do have a new person come on the, the team and they're like, mm, don't, that's weird. Like I've never, I've worked at a bunch of other air conditioning companies. Nobody's ever done this. I don't yeah. really know if I, 
like this whole process. <laughs> and then after a couple of months, they're like consistent check in. And the, th- the other thing is, is I use it as a safety tool, too. So like somebody hasn't checked in three times in the same day. Like I'm making sure that they're safe as far as like they're not stuck in an attic anywhere. Like after we've sent this out and they have no, inter- you know, they haven't responded to us. They haven't checked in on a different platform or anything in 45 minutes. Like I'm checking in on them, like just to make sure that they're safe. They're not stuck in an attic or whatever, stuck somewhere and they can't communicate with us. That's fantastic. Tersh, I know we keep talking about this stuff. There's so much to unpack here, but we're at time. Oh, wow. So for those people that are listening going, this guy is a genius. I want more of this. You've got a podcast. You've got ways people can learn more from you. You've got a, you got a platform that you're building. T- tell our listeners, how can they get a hold of you? How can they learn more? How can they learn more? You've got some automation resources. Like, Tell them how. So servicebusinessmastery.com. That's where our podcast lives. Uh, Josh and I, who we're co-hosts on the podcast, uh, we created a little template resource of automation ideas. So there's like 60 of them on there right now currently, and it shows you most of them, not every single one of them, but most of them, it shows you step-by-step how to automate all the processes. And these are processes that we use within our businesses. Josh has a digital marketing agency, so there's some digital marketing things on there. And it's under the uh, recommended resources tab and a little drop down. And all you do is click on there and it's a Google document. And I do update that particular document regularly so every time we have some new ideas and stuff I'll, i will punch it right in there and so just keep that document don't don't use it one time and then discard it because it's don't just download it and think you're going to get the updates yeah I, i'm going to go download it it sounds amazing <laughs> it, and i love this idea of automation this was amazing I learned so much every time you and I talk and thank you for being on the show again. Absolutely. If, thank you for the wisdom. If I could say one more thing, Ryan, if you're listening to this and you haven't picked up that book, you got to pick it up because there's tons of, of golden nuggets in this book as well. More so than you'll get from my automation resources page. But And for those people that aren't watching, they're just listening. What book is that? It's Hire Better People Faster. And I think you may have heard of who it is written by. It's this guy here, Ryan. <laughs> so yes, I yes, appreciate yes. That. my brand new book that just came out. I've gotten that feedback that there's some good nuggets in it. So thank you for that, Tersh. Yeah, thank you is. so much. And, mm-hmm, and thanks absolutely. again for being on the show. Really enjoyed it. It's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Ryan England here. Thank you so much for listening to Titans of the Trades. If you're a titan in the construction, manufacturing, or skilled trades industry and would like to be a guest on my show, please visit podcast.corematters.com. If you found value in this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot on your phone and share it with a friend or post it on social. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Titans of the Trades. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, click the subscribe button. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and get me one step closer to solving the labor crisis facing the industry. Want to know more about how we're doing that? Go to our website or follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.